Got some emails and some questions ready to send your way. Hello and welcome to the No Boundaries Podcast with Brad and Brittany. I'm your host, Brian Stevens, and with me is... This is Brad. And Brittany. Humble. Brad, have you ever thought of getting Brittany to do freestyles and start a SoundCloud? Well, one time we did a situation where she put headphones on and then sang because she's tone deaf i'm so, so tone deaf she sang like she thought she was Clearly. nailing it i oh, mean she literally thought she was it. nailing it and then i played her back the audio <laughs> it was listen, a good time it was a good time. listen just to let you know i won a lot of talent shows my parents never told me i was tone deaf <laughs> and they kept putting me in things oh, and no. i did win but honestly my it was mom from the dancing yeah, and stuff my mom was like you were so confident Nobody even realized how bad, like, until we rewatched the videos. I would love to get those videos. I mean, I, I thought I was the next Shania Twain. This is how you know on American Idol when you're like, yes, how, how did these yes. people think 100%. they were good? This is how it happens. Yes. I would have tried out. Yeah. yeah. Oh my word, hundred percent. Had I been the right age, I would have tried out, and then I probably would have been those people who were like. I don't get it. You just obviously are jealous or whatever yeah. they say. I don't know. You're like, Simon, you, you don't know what you're talking you about. You obviously don't know real talent. I'm going to be a star. <laughs> Truth. 100%. But my um, parents, they believed in me. Well, I, you know what? That's probably a good thing, right? I mean, it could have squelched your fire, right? Yeah. You, know, you could have been yep. put out. Well, we have an awesome show. We, we finally got an email because we finally got the email address working. Remember to email the podcast at contact.noboundariespodcast at gmail.com. We'll read your emails live on the air. And we got a couple other questions that were submitted through Instagram, right? Yes. Yeah. And so we're going to go with those. Um, keep sending them in. We have, I, I, we're looking at the listenership and we know you're listening. We, you, we know you have questions. I would love, uh, yeah, to hear some stuff. Yeah. So I think Good, some bad, from, ugly, from the guys too. Let's hear yeah. some from the guys, like some stuff you want to know or, like maybe some we can help you out with or, you know, even even like funny stuff or whatever. We could use anything. You, I think we need some testosterone. Yeah. On the podcast. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Let's let's start out with uh, these Instagram and then we'll move to the to the email. The first Instagram question says, what are <clears throat> excuse me? What are your future plans for Be Humble stores expanding open in Dayton? Like sounds like they, uh, they want that to happen. Uh, Why don't you handle that one? Yeah, I do not plan on having any more storefronts ever in my entire life. <laughs> we, it's no. Mm -mm. I would say how, the way the world's working, anyways, is online. To be honest, I did have a couple people come uh, ask me some college students, and they were asking me some questions, and I would. I highly recommend going more online than a brick and mortar if you were just starting out. Obviously, I have a great brick and mortar and I love that I was able to start it. And I do feel like I'm very fortunate that I was able to start 
the store when I did because right now I feel like it would be a little bit more difficult to have a storefront but because we are so established and I was able to build such a rapport with customers who love that I actually personal style them uh, so that worked out really well plus it is so hard to get employees so I had two store fronts at one time and it was I couldn't be at two places at once and it was what was the worst part was um, it was ruining my name because I couldn't control both. I couldn't control what both stores were doing and I felt like I could not find a good manager for the newest one at that time and I do feel like it was ruining my reputation. Yeah, because a lot of our businesses, well, most of the business is built on customer service. So if we we couldn't provide that in the best way. So it's it's really difficult, I'll be honest, from my perspective. Um, that's one of the reasons we have such a great um, following and people um, like interact with us and stuff because uh, Brittany and, and the team does such a great job at like servicing the customers and making sure that they have a really great experience. So for us online, that's been a big a big challenge is to make sure that same effort that we put in when somebody comes in our door and how much effort we put into personal styling that person, we do that same thing with the online. So um, we've tried a lot of different things and some things have worked really well and some things haven't. So um, it's always kind of like an evolving process um, to try to make what we do in store also also be the same feel as what people get online. Yes, and to expand that is not even close to in my brain whatsoever. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of different options as far as um, things we can do inside of her brand that don't need to have a storefront either. Oh boy, do I have ideas. Yeah. And I mean, you already said this, but like storefronts are they're a thing of the past, really, unless you are like you, you're in a yeah. town where people People know you, it's kind of niche and there's nothing mm-hmm. close to this, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I've known three or four people who have started, tried to start boutiques in Columbus and they just, it's really hard. Right. It's really hard. People don't realize how hard it is, actually. I mean, uh, it's a whole other ball game, but yeah, but yeah. fun, great. Yeah, it, it definitely, as far as, um, like, for us, what's nice is our employees also fulfill our orders, like our online orders, so... We would have to have employees anyway. So having the storefront is just like, you know, we've always had that and we enjoy people coming in. And then also those same employees help us fulfill our online orders. I do get asked a lot if I'll ever go just online and the answer is definitely no. I love my customers and I love being able to see them. You know, I think I would, I mean, I would miss that. That was why I started was to make people feel beautiful, to see them you know, to dress them, to just show them, to teach them, all of that. And it's a lot more difficult to do, obviously, that just online. So I will definitely be keeping my storefront, no matter what. But I will not be expanding a new store Retail location. location. Yeah. Correct. Uh, next, next question. How do you cultivate personal relationships with each of your children? Dates, time, alone, etc. How do you cultivate that? Um, it's, it's, a it's a difficult process. Obviously, you know, for us, each kid is different. So, um, you know, cash, our son is completely different than my daughter. So, you know, finding out what they enjoy doing and then trying to, 
uh, dedicate a little bit of time to that each week or each, you know, however often we can. Um, I think that's the biggest key is just finding what they enjoy and trying to come along beside them and, and do whatever they're, they're interested in. So, so to piggyback on that, yeah, <laughs> I think it is so important to know your kids' love language. And I have talked to so many people about this and they were like, weird. I never thought of my kids having love language. I knew there was husbands and wives that have love languages, but I never, never even thought about your kids. And that's huge. I mean, that's how they, you know, that is how they think you love them or how they feel the love. So I, I don't, I, we've never had our kids take a test, but if you know your kids, you, you think about it and velvet is 100%. She's, um, words. I feel like she's words of affirmation. Don't you? Mm -hmm. And physical touch. Like she loves to snuggle. She's a lover. She's so sweet. She, um, loves talking it out. I would say those are the two that I feel like is velvet. And then cash is gifts. For sure. I think every boy is. <laughs> um, and then he's also quality time. He loves to just. He's definitely quality time. 100%. Yeah. Yes. He, I mean, even just yesterday, I I even have a hard time with this because I am not quality time I at all. Do you think I am? Oh, your gifts or your love languages change. <laughs> like okay that's not this by, isn't about me hold on yearly basically though it's hard for me because it's hard for me to sit in one spot even to do like you obviously have already seen that i mean you call me when i'm ready because i'm probably cleaning something upstairs or i'm doing something so for me to have to sit and just listen to cash talk about his basketball cards or he loves when i just sit and watch him play his Fortnite or, or rate his dunks oh rating his dunks i mean I do struggle, but knowing that that is, you know, I have to tell myself that, like knowing that that's what is, you know, filling him up makes me sit there and makes me tell him his dunks are six or an eight. Can I ask you a question? So I, th this is interesting. I like this. Um, do you think it's different based on the parent? So your love language with velvet might be different than yours or yours with cash. Does that make sense? Um, that I understand what you're saying, but I don't think so. No, um, not either. They, they are pretty much the same because I feel the same way she's what she's saying. Mm -hmm. Like Cash and I have been trying to do the stadiums visits, mm -hmm. like try to get to all the NBA stadiums. And one of the reasons we're doing that is not just because we like basketball. Yes, we do. But um, it's also because like I know he enjoys quality time together. And I know that like that's something that I want to do with him. And something I know he'll remember forever. So, you know, it's it's like you said. It's like I think sometimes you have to be intentional. People sometimes are like, "Well, it'll just happen," and you know, everybody. If you just love your kids, things will happen. It's like, yes, it will. But also, you have to be very intentional about how you're how you're approaching those situations too. Like because if not, like we would never plan to go away and watch a basketball game because it would just wouldn't happen. Like you have to say, "Hey, we're gonna do this." And then this is when we're going to do it. And then, and then you go do it. So I think you do have to be intentional about some of it. Obviously some of it's natural, but um, a lot of it I think is, is very intentional. I would say one thing we struggle with and just an easy struggle because we have a boy and a girl, it's so easy for us to, I take velvet, Brad takes cash. It's a very, and sometimes we don't even talk about it. It's just, yeah. okay, velvet's here, here, me and cash are going here. Like, so there are times I'll sit and be like, Hey, you need to take velvet out. Mm -hmm. I need to go take cash out or so, you know, that is something that we have to 
keep reminding ourselves to because it is so easy. Me and Cash are the same person and it's very difficult at times. And so that makes sense why me and Velvet, even not just because she's a girl. I mean, Velvet is Brad and Cash is me. So it obviously makes sense why we each get along with one a little better at times, I guess you would say for sure. What about discipline? How does how does that factor into? Oh, for sure different. I mean, mm-hmm. Velvet, if I get stern with her, she thinks her world, I mean, you just broke her heart, you know, and she, I have to explain to her, I'm not mad, like, yes, that was not good to do or not a great way to act, but like, I'm over it. I'm not mad at you. And she says, sorry. And if you do not say, I forgive you, she will hold on to it until, and then she'll be like, you're so mad at me. And I'm like, oh my goodness. No, but then cash. <laughs> he doesn't care if you're mad at him. No. He doesn't care at all. We do no. the whole, you know, biblical way with cash. <laughs> you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Right. And, uh, but truthfully, he like, in I, as a parent, I know how, you, how it is. Like it's the last thing I want to do in a day is like come home and have to discipline my kids. But also when we discipline our kids, they're so much better. Oh, you can like, tell so when we've slacked. Better. Oh, my yeah. word. And to be honest, it's our fault. Like, we, if you don't discipline your kids, you're going to have terrible kids. It's go, it's your fault, though. I mean, and then all of your steam is going to go out on them. But they don't know, and you have to keep – I mean, I had to remind Brad the other day that he's 10. You know, like, you also – they're we're training them up but they're also kids like we're the ones that are supposed to be helping them you know you can't expect too much out of them yeah i know sometimes <laughs> i don't i don't expect i don't feel like i expect too much out of them i expect certain things out of them like i don't care if you don't if you don't do something correct if you're trying to work hard yes but if you're not trying to work hard at 10 years old, still, I have a problem with that because that's an attribute that like, I want to pass on to our kids because both Brittany and I are both very hard workers. Like, it's just what we do. Like, and so like, if my kid is not a hard worker to me, it's like, I don't, I just don't understand it. So it's like, it's very, very difficult for me to, to sometimes wrap my head around not wanting to, not wanting to work hard. I just don't get it. It's right. Like, it's, but I also yeah. think that was part of our fault with cash. I think he, we were very broke as a joke when he was first born. Okay. Then we did do well and Brad got brought, brought up with not a lot of money at all. I, my parents gave me pretty much, I mean, if we, if I was like, Hey, I need a 20, they'd give me a 20. I mean, I wasn't like crazy spoiled, got whatever I wanted, but I also, if I needed something, I'd get it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say, you loved the idea that you could give cash things that you didn't get. Sure, yeah. So I think, again, going back to my first statement, you also, we did that to him a little bit. So we are kind of learning and re-backtracking just recently, and we are talking to him about money because we we never did that before. We would just, oh, you want it? Yeah, because we could. I mean, we didn't give him everything, but it was easy for us to, sure, $5 there, absolutely. But we are now teaching him, and I truthfully think it was because we – were pretty easy for a little while there with him. And it, it wasn't crazy expensive stuff. Don't get me wrong. If he asked for a pony, I didn't give him a pony. 
but it was nice for a little while when we were first starting out and we were making money and it was going well. We did get him things that you yes, liked, I, you're, that you are you are correct, but also there is a massive, massive difference between velvet and cash as far as work ethic goes. Totally. So they, it's it's like I have to cultivate that with cash where velvet is like she just well she would work with you all day every day if you asked her to yes it's so true. It, oh i, I definitely to, think you're born also with it but yeah. i do, do think don't lately we've been talking a lot more about money and he didn't realize what was the other like the other day we were talking and he was like what that costs money was it water or i don't even remember it was something that if you didn't tell them they don't know it was something really crazy that he had no idea we paid for. So I feel like if you can talk to your kids about money early, I kind of wish we would have started a little bit earlier because Velvet is learning because we're speaking to Cash at his age about it. So they are totally different kids, but I do think that the earlier you can start that, maybe you could put it in his head a little bit earlier. I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm yeah, not. I think too part of it is we like started – cash with a, a business like very early yes. so he made money on his own like mm -hmm. quickly so money to him is not like because like what does a kid really need to spend money on you know <laughs> so right, yeah. like if he's like oh i want to get a pack of cards right he's got money to get a pack of cards because he's got a business that he's running which is great but also it's like he almost had no struggle initially so because he didn't have struggle he doesn't necessarily understand like the extra hard work that has to go into things sometimes so that's part of what, like I said, that's our big challenge for us right now is is uh, cultivating that with cash, I think, is is like teaching him how to work hard and why you should work hard, you know. And But, I mean, it, it just, it, we're, we, we're, everybody fails at things, that's for sure, you know. So, like right now, it's like, seems like sometimes you just keep doing the same thing. And oh, like, for sure. It's like, it just, you just keep coming back. There's like, man, I just am not getting anywhere. You know, and then you see like a little bit of hope. You're like, okay, well, maybe, you know. So, but I know I've talked to other parents. I know it's the same. People have the same struggles. So don't go, don't feel like you're going it alone, I guess, because I feel like everybody that has kids kind of sometimes shields some of those things from people because they don't want to talk about it. But it's, I feel like a lot of kids are the same way, you know. Yeah, and you are going to fail, but don't, oh, I failed. Then fix it. I mean, right. just like the money thing. I got ran like when I was talking to Cash, that's what made me be like, whoa, we did not explain this well. But I mean, it's better late than never, right? I mean, it's not like you screwed them up for life. I mean, just no. I mean, no. do it. And correct, I have been talking to a lot of people uh, that have kids Cash's age, and there's a lot of that we have the exact same thing in common with him. So I think it is a ten year old boy, and um. I think you just keep, I mean, the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's older, he should not depart. I mean, right. And it's, the thing is, is like, you, you, you have to, in my mind, I sometimes get like negative towards that. Cause I'm like, why can't he just be a hard worker and like, not have to deal with this all the time. But then also I see him like who he would also give the shirt off his back to somebody if they really needed it. So it's like, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, we'll he's get there. A good kid. We'll get there. He's you know? such a yeah. good kid. He really, so. and we hear all about what he does. I think he's just, he's tough with us. I mean, yeah, he's me. Yes. I think that 100%. I think that there's something about boys too. And I think Brad, if you maybe look back when you were 10, we always try to find the easy way. Yes. Out. Like 
even if it's harder sometimes, but we st- we we don't think of it that way. And so it's like instead of studying, I'm gonna cheat. Mm-hmm. Not not saying, no, right. yeah, but like that's it's like well, I can think of this ingenious way to get around this. Well, for instance, for he was supposed to do this book report thing, and he was like, Meh, I'm not going to read the whole book. I skimmed it. I could probably do yeah, it. I don't." Exactly. And he goes, it's just 10 points off if I don't read the whole thing. Like, he was already okay with a B. And we're like, no. I mean, yeah, I think it is. I think it is that. I mean, we, I think, get on him because we're pretty hard on him, but we love him. So Right, obviously. but as a parent, that's one, that's one attribute that I know that, like, if I pass on to my kid, mm-hmm. that, like, he will most likely be successful in life. Yeah. So it's like, I know it's, like, such a struggle, but at the same time, like, I have to keep on it. Like, I have to not give up because if he can, if he can learn that, then he'll never, he'll never, like, have – issues and I'm not saying we'll have issues in life, but if you can work hard and you can outwork the guy next to you, you're going to be successful because it's just, it's just straight numbers. Like you're going to go where you want to go, you know? So I know that. So that's like why I'm, I guess I'm probably harder on him than I should be, but you are, you know. don't you think, um, <laughs> I don't know too, with me uh, and I'm just, this is my own experience. I can't speak for anything else. I think boys sometimes also, uh, excel or try harder in things that they enjoy oh my word just to let you know when he loved dinosaurs he could tell you everything he can i mean he is brilliant even today i I looked at him and i said cash you are amazing your brain literally if you want something or you want to learn something he wants to. He will. And I think that's even what's more frustrating because yes. we're like, you yes, are 100%. amazing. Your brain is phenomenal. You are so smart, but you don't apply it, obviously. And I'm sure, I mean, everybody can relate in some way, I feel like, with that. But yes, 100%. When he's in, he is in. Yeah, like he's into collecting basketball cards right now. and he oh, could, knows he everything. Could, now he knows every NBA player pretty much there ever was. Oh, my word. Is. Yeah, like, in a matter of two yeah. weeks. I mean, this he's amazing, honestly. Yeah. But I definitely think he's me in that oh, situation. <laughs> one, no, no doubt about that. Like that's that's what's frustrating. Totally. <laughs> and Brad will randomly say to me, he's like, "He's yours. What do you want me to say to him? What would what could I say to you that would get through to him?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I have no idea. I don't yeah. know." He's but he's her, but he's smart. <laughs> well. Yeah, like not she's not not smart, but like for example, he can do calculations better than Brittany can do calculations. Oh, one hundred years old. So he's like. So he he's not very only smart. has like a hundred and ten percent of just balls to the walls. He's brilliant to back it up. Like I am balls to the walls, but I have right. Brad to and back it up like, a lot of So time. if I'm just like okay, if I can connect those two yes. things with hard yes. work. Then he's gonna be he's gonna be amazing. So it's like as much as I want to give up, sometimes I'm like I'm not giving up on this. Like I, it's gonna be rough, but I know that you know three four years down the road it's gonna be. Well, he's gonna, gonna be amazing. Around. He's me. Yeah, here you go. Duh. Uh, let's stay on kids. I think this is the Just kids kidding. episode. Yes. Uh, how? So I don't know if she, if I don't know if it's a, a woman. I'm assuming it's a woman. I don't know if she meant this, but how do you cultivate their relationship together? I mean, obviously, there's an age difference. Obviously, there's a gender difference. And you know, it's not, I don't. I only have a son who's two, so I don't. This is. I'm just curious. How do you get them to get along and share things, and not share things as like tablets, but like actually share experiences together? 
Um, I would say we're working on it. I mean, I don't have advice to tell you that it worked yet, <laughs> but I can tell you we are, I mean, we're constantly pushing that we're a team. Like, we're yes. team humble. I mean, we are a team. We are, there is, you know, we are a team. We lift each other up. We're constantly, uh, you know, we make them go to the other person's game if the other one doesn't have a game. Or we'll sit there and say, cheer, cheer for them. And it is hard because a lot of times they don't want to. And so I'm hoping in 10 years and we come back to this, I'll say it worked. <laughs> but for the most part, we're constantly, I mean, it's a constant process, but I will tell you, if you leave them for a bit, like even if they sound like they're fighting a bit, usually let them figure it out. I mean, don't always try to, I mean, you know, get in there and separate or, you know, what have you, discipline. I mean, they usually figure it out pretty quick if you let them and then, if you listen, they'll be playing together or they play really well together for sure. Um, in, in certain times <laughs> I would say, but for the most part, I feel like as a family, as a whole, we are, we're pretty close as a family. And I, I do think I say this about the house fire. Um, one of the things we learned after the house fire was that before the house fire, we had, you know, this house, but different obviously the house we had that burned down we were in a lot of different rooms at times like I remember I would be you know in the fireplace room and Cash would be in his or I mean obviously there were different ages too but when we had to go to the apartment and we were all in literally one I mean we each had a bedroom but it wasn't a hangout bedroom it was you know you slept in it we had such a smaller area and I think that made us so much more close, honestly. And just we, the fact that we were able to go through that experience together, um, yes, it was awful and terrible. And, you know, I hope they are okay from it because you never know. But I do think that we were able to grow close as a family. So there are going to be trials that you go through and there's going to be really hard times. But as long as you do them together and you're constantly like, hey, we're a team. I mean, you know, and obviously push that God is going to take care of us. And as long as you leave God centered and we try to do devotions every night together. And I think that's huge because you finished your night together. Even uncle Mark was over last night and he's like, I love how you guys all, for some reason we do all end up in Cash's bedroom. I don't know. I don't know. It's maybe the size of the living room that was at the apartment without us really realizing it, or he's usually shooting hoops or I don't know. Somehow we always end up in Cash's bedroom and we usually we do our devotions there. And I think it's a great time to just wind down and talk about God so that you just kind of find your center again and just really push that you're a team. We're not against each other. Yeah, it's definitely a constant battle too. Like if, if, if you're out there and you're like, my kids just don't get along. Like, oh, I mean, ours, ours don't either. Like, I mean, they they have days where they're really good, and it's like, you know, like you know, you're like, wow, this is really going good. Like, we figured this thing out, and then like the next day, they're ripping each other's heads off. So, you know, it's I I feel like it's just a constant, like, hey, we gotta stay with it. We gotta stay, you know, diligent with this. We can't, you know, we want to make sure we all understand we're all on the same team even on the days when we want to tear each other's heads off, like we're all still on the same team. And then, then you'll get those days in between there. It's like, wow, you know, this is going well and you can enjoy those days, you know, and hopefully we'll get more and more of those days as they get older and they understand that 
each other. They're not shouldn't. They're not fighting each other. I think sometimes for our kids, they feel like they're battling against each other for like who's better at something or this or that. And just because of you know our nature of our kids is that they they like competition. You know, which that's me and Brittany both. So you know, part of that is that. So, but I think that you know if you keep on, you keep staying with it, and you keep. Um, you know, encouraging them that, Hey, we're all on the same team. We're not here to hurt. We're not here to fight each other. We're here to help each other. We're here to lift each other up. We don't say negative things about each other, that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, again, we don't know yet, but we're hoping <laughs> that that's going to pay know. off in the long run. We could be doing it all wrong. Yeah. There's a good chance we could, could have screwed it all up. So. Uh, are you guys ready to move on to the email? Yes. Okay. All right, again, remember, you can email the podcast at contact.noboundariespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you're going to put that link in the yeah, in, in, put in the bio. Yeah, I think I'll make it easier. Uh, so this email comes from Jody Spiegel. Uh, she's got several questions, so I'm just going to stop after each one, and then we can go from there. So first and foremost, congratulations on another new adventure in podcasting. I enjoyed your backstory and how you all met. I'm glad to Are see- they okay with us reading? This with their names? Yeah, I think we oh. said that we were going oh, to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah, if you email, we're going to say But if you name. say you don't want it, yeah, let us know. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, it wasn't just love at first sight, but a relationship that had to blossom and build as many relationships do. Looking back to starting your business, what is something you would do better? If you could change something, what would it be? Hmm. Ah, I have said this before. Do I really think it? <laughs> a lot of times I do. I don't know. Um, ooh, do you want to start? I kind of have something, but Go ahead. I don't know how it's going to all come out. I do wish. Uh, I do and I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to say it because it might come out wrong. <laughs> I know. I sort of kind of wish I wouldn't have um, been the face of it right away. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, it's there's been a lot of trials because of it, and like just a lot of things that we had gone through that I feel like it was just such a personal attack at times when it uh, had nothing to do with me personally, and it should have been you know my business opposed to my personal. And if you know when people hate you, they hate you. So. Sometimes I got like, oh my word, I just want to stop all of this. Like if they didn't know me, if I would have named it, who knows? I don't even know. Like a different store name. I don't even know. I couldn't even come with them. Purple cycling. I have no idea. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, but part like a long time ago in different things that I had gone through, I was like, I wish that my face wasn't the brand, which I know is weird to say. But um, do I regret that? No, but I do think it's hard to um, for people to separate that. Like I'm still a human being. I'm still I still make mistakes. I will screw up, and I'm gonna promise you I'm gonna screw up again and again and again. And I try my best, but I'm still a human being. So I mean, some of the negative and the hurt and the the hate was really hard. You know, obviously, I mean, it makes me who I am, but it would have been really nice to kind of be a little bit behind a brand and almost kind of have that separated at first. Um, Now to say that, I do love to share things with people and that now 
my brand is kind of my personality. So it, it worked out, but do, would I change that? I don't know. There were certain days I wanted to, and I was kind of like, I wish I was just a store. Like I, I wish I was behind and just, I could still make people feel beautiful, but nobody knew Brittany Humble. They just <laughs> could shop and I could give them beautiful things opposed to being Brittany Humble sometimes. But I don't know if I even answered that. No, I think that's a great I No, that's good. I, I, I kind of want to hear your perspective on that because well, the reason I'm asking that is because I, I mean, do you, you think that you could have been a successful? No, definitely. Yeah. No way. There's no way. We would not be where as much as there's struggle with, with what she's saying with, because it is t tough sometimes because like we are humans. So there's things that are said or done or whatever. And it's, not meant maliciously and, and people will just, they'll just berate you over the smallest things. And, and if they actually knew us as people, they would never say anything, but it's because it is online, you know, people can say things. And so that's, but that's part of the nature of the beast is that like, you know, you sell things online. So you're going to get that same backlash, this other direction, you know, um, as well sometimes. And so we do our best to try to, you know, mitigate that as much as we can. But, you know, like I said, we're humans. So we make mistakes. We do things we shouldn't do. We, you know, cause problems. We, and, but none of it, like I said, is overall, I wouldn't change anything she's saying. I wouldn't change any of that because um, part of what has made us um, what, who we are today is, is the failures. And so I enjoy the building of a business and then like I get kind of bored sometimes once I have to run the business, but I enjoy like the process of building a business. So like getting it done, doing this, it didn't work. We came up I with this, we kind of do this, um, <laughs> you know, okay. We figure out how to do this. Like, no, that didn't work out or this business didn't work out or whatever it is like, okay. And that's the thing is sometimes people will look at things you do and they're like, oh, you guys are, you guys failed because you, you end up closing that store or doing this or that like, no. It, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, I don't count it as a failure though. It's like, to me, that's like a learning experience. Like, okay, we did that for a while and it wasn't the best for us. So like for us to close up shop on something or whatever, it's like, it's not a big deal. It's like just part of the process, you know? So um, I think that that, that it's in itself is to me is I enjoy that part of it is like okay, so the what actual would you journey. Change? The question was, is there, I don't, th I don't, change? I don't know that I would change much to be honest with you. I mean, like, sure. It would have been nice to have a lot of money at the beginning to be able to like, you know, actually buy nice things for the store or, or go out and be able to like get a computer if I needed it, you know, or whatever, like, sure. That would have been nice, but like, that doesn't, I still don't think that I would like ch go back and change any way of way we've done things. Next question from Jody, you gave advice about being all in when starting a business. So what specific tips and tricks would you offer to someone who might be thinking about starting their own business? Um, I would say with that, the biggest, the, one of the biggest things is you, people will say, well, I'm, if you talk to like friends in college and uh, friends I have now, and they're like, yeah, I want to start this business. And they're like, yeah, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And it's like, okay, well then do it. You know, they always think like, well, I need to wait until I get this thing done. And, you know, I got these three things I'm going to take care of and then I'm going to start that business. It's like, 
No, you you just have to literally just jump in and understand that you're going to screw stuff up and you're going to fail and things are not going to go well. But basically ne- it's never going to be the right time. Right. I mean, he it's it's And you don't if have to we know waited everything. until we were perfectly ready, we still wouldn't have been ready. So No, like for it's example. It's like kids, are you ever really ready for them? <laughs> I'll give you a good example. Like you are not going to know everything you need to know going into business. If you think that you're going to learn everything you need and then you're going to start a business, like there's, that's just not going to happen. Like for example, the city of Ontario, they were really nice to me. Like the first year I didn't even, I didn't have a, a, a permit that I needed to sell clothes <laughs> the whole, like almost the whole first year. But I, I didn't, I didn't know that. Like nobody told me like you needed this, this sales permit or whatever. And the lady calls me up. It's like, Hey, we need to have a meeting. And I'm like, okay. So she's like, we, you didn't, you didn't um, pay any sales tax on this or whatever over the last few months. And she's like, you need to take care of that because like, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I, yeah, like I'll do that. Like, I just, honestly, I had no idea. So like they, they were, they were very good about helping us out, getting us going the right direction. Um, And I think part of that is like, if you go in there with like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't mean to cause any problems, but like, there's no, like I would have never known that. Even if I studied, like, unless I had a mentor that walked me through every little thing. So don't think that you're going to know everything going into your business, uh, what you're going to start, because you, you, you just, it's just impossible. So with that said, like, just go ahead and do it. Like, just go ahead and jump in, go for it. And, you know, if you don't, if it doesn't work out for you, then that's okay too. Like, don't, don't, don't make that like who now, because you failed at this certain business or this starting this thing, like that, that makes you a failure. No, it doesn't make you a failure. It's just that that business wasn't right for you at, the, at that time. So find something else that you enjoy doing. Make a profit on it. You know, like there's, don't don't just get so consumed with one singular failure that it causes you not to want to do anything else. Love it. Anything to add, Britt? Um, I don't think so. Sorry. I forgot the question. <laughs> she blacked out for it's a second. Okay. Just, he uh, went really long-winded on that one. I feel like, he, sorry. Tips and tricks you would offer to someone who might be thinking about starting their own business. Oh, um, yeah, I guess go all in. Uh, have a good support team. I would say it, it, and small, but have a great support system. I feel like what really helped us was our church. I mean, not necessarily like giving us things or helping, helping, but they came grand opening, you know, and they bought regardless. I mean, we have a great friend who bought a ton of stuff who would never wear what she bought, you know, like not, it just, we had a great support support system. We have always, you know, prayed about things and just never really got to, um, discourage or excited either way i don't know i guess i just feel like don't get too down on yourself don't think yeah you have it all together um and have a great support system for sure and make sure you're on the same team the last thing here she asks is since there are no boundaries to your podcast Mm. Uh (laughs) does it mean we can offer no boundaries a no boundaries thought i don't know what she means but wait say that again or like a thought of the day does it mean we can offer a no boundaries thought like what like what we would say we have no boundaries on i don't know i'm just reading this i didn't write this so i don't know do so you think that's what it means jody come right like back is there know. something i would not want to talk about but we probably still could that's what yeah. i think i can see 
Brian's gonna fall off the yeah. chair. <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, is there? I'm, some, I'm not, I I would say at this point in my life, I don't want to talk about my past. If if I'm understanding the question correctly, I don't think that's what she was saying. Really? She's saying, is there something you don't want? I think if I'm going to, I don't want. I don't oh. like interpreting what people are saying. I know. So, but I think she's saying, can she offer a thought? Like, can she give a suggestion? That oh. That's oh, yeah. always the way I interpret it. I yeah. thought it was like, since it, even though there's no boundaries, what are you actually going to limit the boundaries on? Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, I think maybe that... expand, Jody. Expand yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, write us back and let us know exactly yeah. what you. I do want to. I do want to just quickly go back through that tips and tricks because yeah. I don't feel like we gave any tips and tricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I would say number one. Um, uh, from a tips point is I would, if you, if you know somebody that's in a similar business with you, then that you want to do, I think that you have to just humble yourself and go to a couple people, two, three people, and just ask them if you can um, work for them for a day or that if they could mentor you, because if you have a mentor that's in that same field, it, you'll, you'll grow so much faster because you know, they're obviously you can't be an exact same fields because you'd be competition, but I mean, if you can find somebody that would let you um, come alongside them and teach them, even if you did like a free, um, my thought would be like a f internship with somebody, like a 10 hour a week internship where you just go and help them. You say, hey, I don't really want any money out of this. Just I want to learn what you're, how you're doing this, how you run your business, like that kind of stuff. I think that would be invaluable to you. One Is of my friend? best employees did that, Jessica Hummel. Yeah. She came in as a high schooler and I could not afford to pay anybody. And she goes, I would love to help you and I'll help you for free. And I go, okay. I taught her everything I know. She is high up in, well, she's either Tori Birch or Kate Spade and she's a personal stylist there. And she um, introduced me to her whole team and said that I taught her everything. She Like I taught her, you know, and that was so cool because I, I do want to say if somebody comes to you, and offer, you know, asks for advice. Don't say, well, no, we're going to be compete competing. No, I mean, there's room for everybody, A. And B, you will feel so awesome to see somebody that you got to help succeed and go like beyond anything. You know, she's in New York and it's just so cool because I'm like, oh, like I had a part in that. And you know, if I would have been like, no, I don't want to teach her my secrets or what have you. You know, I feel like that the world is so funny about it right now. Like secrets are nothing's a secret anymore. <laughs> really? I mean, you yeah. can learn anything. So why not be a part of somebody's adventure and journey? Oh, well, I think that's that's it for the podcast. Um, Brad, where can we find you on the Internet webs? You can find me at Instagram at Brad Humble <laughs> on Instagram at Brad Humble. Also, you can check out at exit this e-x-i-t-h-i-s that's our escape rooms i think we'll probably have a conversation about that at some point but um definitely check that out and it's the same thing exitthis.com you can see the videos of the rooms and what we have going on there pretty fun event so definitely check that out and facebook is the same thing yeah and i am b period e period humble uh facebook and instagram and then i also have a besties group it's just a private uh, group page on Facebook. It's Be Humble Besties. Uh, it's a little more intimate stuff on there. And then also, I am on TikTok, Be Humble Boutique. 
And if you want to hear more of my voice, check out the podcast, Midnight Film Review, and my website, Call of Pop. That's called the K, calledofpop.com, and my basketball podcast, which, Brad, we've got to have you on. Two Guys, One Hoop. Talk about I don't know basketball. why you don't I know. want to have me on. Well, you can come on, too. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Why not? We definitely need to do that. Yeah, no. Definitely. <laughs> That'd uh, be cool. Anything else you guys want to say? I, this was a, a longer podcast, but it was very informative. You guys were on it tonight. I think. Really? Yeah. really? You want to know why? You want to know why? It's Coffee? not 9 o'clock. Oh, yeah. No. It's- if you ever have me a 9 o'clock show, even my friend Kristen listened to it, and she literally was like, I could tell you were so tired. I mean, all my friends know, 9 o'clock, and I am I'm done. Yeah, I think the overarching <laughs> theme of today would be like, uh, everyone is struggling. Oh, um, with I didn't get what that. I'm saying like with, with kids and work and stuff like that, like there is a massive struggle, but my thought is, and this is what we've tried to kind of convey is like, don't give up. Like, don't, don't give up on what you're doing. If you feel what it's right, you feel that you you're doing the right thing, then stay with it. Stay strong. Same thing for business. If you, if you are passionate about what you want to do, then go out and do it. If you fail, it's okay. Um, just keep get up and keep moving on. Beautiful, Brad. Beautiful. Wow. That's gonna do it. We'll catch you on the flip side. Goodbye.